All right, guys. Should we do this? Let's go. Welcome to the Pause, Rewind, Play podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome to the Pause, Rewind, Play podcast. My name is Casey, and I'm the host tonight. I'm here along with Josh Wiltbank and Vince Bradley. And we're excited to kind of get into a little bit about a movie that recently came out and that we were pretty hyped for, and I guess we're going to go into a little bit of where our hype went and kind of how we're feeling about it in the end. Um, Brightburn. So super pumped about that. But before we get going, just kind of want to give a quick inter, I guess, inter, what is this like word? An introduction. Introduction. That's the <laughs> word. Just a quick introduction, uh, about us and who we are. So my, like I said, my name is Casey. Um, I just love movies. I really enjoy like getting into other universes and kind of going for it. It's, it's a, it's just fun for me to dive into other worlds and imagine a world different than the one I live in. So, and plus cinematography, storylines, all that kind of stuff is really exciting to me. Definitely. So I'm Josh Wiltbank. So the reason I love movies is that just ever since I was in high school and watching movies in a film lit class that I took, I just love looking into the deeper aspect of movies and seeing, you know, what else you could get from it besides the obvious timeline and things like that. So I don't know. It's just something that I've always loved doing and always loved looking deeper into. And that's what me and Casey talk about all the time. And so that's part of why we're here is that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly how I am. Like I have slowly learned with the people that I work with that almost every one of my conversations is based on some TV show that I'm watching or some movie that I'm watching. It's like how I connected, how I connect with everybody at work and then I slowly realized that like even at home my, my wife is rolling her eyes constantly because all I want to talk about <laughs> is the new the new casting for Batman or or this new movie that I'm gonna go see and she's like I'm so tired of this and so when you came up to me and you're like Vince dude let's do a movie podcast I was like I've been wanting to do this for two years <laughs> but I don't know how to run microphones or do sound editing or any of this kind of stuff so I'm like yeah man let's get together and have an excuse to just like go over the things we love, talk about the things we love to talk about. I, I wouldn't say I'm a critique, a, a professional movie reviewer or anything, but I'm more than happy to give my two cents on what I think works for me and doesn't work for me. And yeah, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a blast to get together once a week and, and just talk about it, talk about movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. It's just exciting for me to, to kind of come into that little light there. Um, do you know how you kind of mentioned like you built that relationship with your coworkers like about movies? Uh-huh. I have I have an experience and I have one coworker who him and I only talk about like one movie in particular and we have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and it's super weird cuz I'm always like I want to break this friendship off a little bit more. But we, we can't. always come back to that one spot. <laughs> you don't want to ruin that thing you have. Yeah, that moment is gone. It's like when you go to a party and you meet that new person and you're like, I mean, there's a scene from like Family Guy or something like that where like two guys sit together and they're like, they're like, sports? No. Uh, movies? No. Uh, this? No. And then they finally find one. They're like, yes. And it's like, that's, that's me at every party. It's like, you may not be able to find something in common, but everybody loves movies. Everybody loves talking about movies. Let's talk about movies. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. I'm feeling, <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling it, guys. So, so let's let's kind of jump in. I think like we've introduced ourselves, kind of people know about us, uh-huh. and and we're we're ready to go. So, like I said, uh, Brightburn is what we're kind of going into, and kind of what we want to talk about a little bit later in the show. We're actually going to chat about a little bit of what's coming out and what's next. So hang on for that because we have a little bit of nerding out to do beyond Brightburn. But yeah, a couple of things about Brightburn, and I'm just going to kind of go over a few things, and I'm going to turn it over to everyone else. Just a couple of like fun facts and kind of the intro to this movie of the week would be like, the release date was just May 24th of 2019. The director is David Yarvesky. I can't, I can't, Yarvosky. I'm, I'm no butchering idea. that. <laughs> but it was written by Brian and Mike Gunn, which I think those guys are a pretty good duo to go along with James Gunn. I think one's a brother and one's a cousin, or they're both cousins. I really don't know. So, <laughs> but it was exciting, and he's like, he's a producer of it. So the people, the folks who were acting in it was Elizabeth Banks, David Deniman, and Jackson Tun, who was a kid. And so, yeah, if you know who uh, David Denniman is, I believe he's like Pam's ex-boyfriend, right, from The mm-hmm. Office. It's Roy, yes. <laughs> yeah, Roy from The Office. Pretty so. sure that's how everybody knows him. <laughs> yeah, he's... You, you can't drop his name. You have to be like, oh, yeah, it's starring Pam's, Pam's uh, old, old uh, fiancé. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Okay, I'm in. Roy. Yeah, warehouse guy. But just some other fun facts about the film is it costs about $7 million. And as we were kind of going through like a couple of like recaps that other folks had done about about the film they kind of had the same impression i had that this was like a bigger budget film because the effects in it were really good but like for being a seven million dollar film it proves that even with less funds you can still make a film that is wow i think Mm -hmm. and then the opening weekend it made seven million eight hundred forty five thousand six hundred forty eight dollars and then it's projected to make 10 to 10 to 12 million on opening weekend that it was projected oh it was projected I yeah, guess we're so, past that now, right? Like, yeah, so we're, we're recording this about a week and a half after it came out, I think. Um, and yeah, they're, they're projecting it to make to make a, about $12 million, so it, it's kind of severely shot underneath. They, they expected it to make a lot more than it actually did, but they did make it for $7 million, so they, they did make their, their money back, and it's still grossing money, you know, but I don't think it's doing as good as they expected it to do, which is really too bad. My guess is word of mouth was bad. Not a lot of people were super jazzed on it. A lot of the reviews that I kind of saw were, I mean, after I walked out, I kind of felt the same way. Then I looked up the reviews. Everyone's kind of meh on it. I think that word of mouth kind of floated around. And and uh, I, I honestly think that it kind of suffered from the R rating too. I think it definitely suffered from the R rating. That was a big part of it. And then also at the same time, you have the word of mouth went around the thing is that people liked it but they didn't love it because it's definitely and we'll get into it it's definitely a good movie with things that could have been better some things that you know i'm not saying they could have been an easy fix but Mm -hmm. there's definitely good things but obvious things that could be improved and so i just think that people are like oh i'm not gonna go see a movie that's just like okay even though i mean i felt like personally it was still really good people didn't really like the lukewarm reactions didn't Mm -hmm. go very far but I mean, it's doing all right as of right now. It's gotten up to almost twenty-five million, both domestic and international. Um, about almost fifteen million domestic and ten. So let 10 me ask. Let me ask you this: Do you think that this merits a sequel? Based on your opinion of the movie, of course, and number two, the amount of money that it's made so far. Do you think that they're willing to take the risk on a on a sequel to it? I think so. I think it's it's kind of a ballsy move, yes, to make a sequel. 
and and careful now because we're not going to go into spoiler territory yet. But we will very soon, and we'll we'll let you guys know as soon as we're gonna we're gonna go into spoilers. Yeah, no, I really I really think just the story though itself, like for me when I walked out of there, I was a little down about it. It wasn't kind of what I expected, and there was a little bit of, Ugh. but after like thinking about it and going back and like rewatching and rereading what I could about it, I was. I liked it. I give it a B, to be honest with you. And a lot of people are like, like especially my wife is like wondering, like, what are you thinking? Like, we need to have a talk about this. This could affect our friendship if you continue to give it a B type thing. And I like, I was like, no, I give it a B. So I hope they do. Like, being honest, like, I hope they do. I think if they keep it a low budget film, just like they did the first one, that it's something that they could easily do, especially because you know we'll get more into it but if they go into a universe that is the same sort of story even if it's not a direct sequel to this but just the same sort of you know anti-hero thing then kind of the the superhero horror genre exactly superhero horror anti-hero i think if it's that same sort of thing the thing is that they sort of this could almost be like their their pilot for like a mm-hmm. universe like they saw what went good they saw what went bad then they could fix it, make a sequel that even if it's not directly off of this one that sticks to the same genre, that could really blow up. What I think. Th- yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with you guys. Um, I really like the way you said that. It did, it did kind of feel like a pilot episode. Like <laughs> like they were kind of testing the waters. They didn't have a lot of money. They kind of dabbled around in it, showed what they can kind of do. And now in the second episode, when they come back, you know, they can put their money into it and really do something. And they fix it. I I would prefer, honestly, that they don't give them a lot of money. I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, doing the most with what you got. Then we get movies like, like, like Deadpool or something, you know, where (laughs) it's this, it's normally these giant superhero movies with these huge budgets. And then you get this, tiny little movie that comes out that just knocks all of them, all the other ones away and they make a crap ton of money off of it so, <laughs> so yeah i would i would love to see a sequel we'll, we'll see how it ends up coming yeah super okay. exciting we'll, we'll see how that goes yeah we'll have to see how it goes and just so you guys know like for those who are tuning in as of today which is like june 3rd i believe of 2019 the tomato meter has it at 56% and the audience score is sitting at 67% and that's from Rotten Tomatoes. So like we kind of going back there, like will it work? Will it actually pull through for a sequel? Will mm-hmm. enough people like it? Cause we know that movies can be killed by just people might go spend their money on it, but if they didn't like it, they're not going to go do another one like mm-hmm. Warcraft. I'm still bitter about that one, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I hope for more movies, but <laughs> that's not what we're here to talk about. It's my bitter <laughs> sadness, but <laughs> just like that. But yeah, so sorry, guys. I don't want to get sued, so spoilers ahead from now on. Are you guys in affirmation of this, or do you guys have more to kind of review before we go in? No, let's jump into it. I'm ready to Okay, I'm ready to go into it, Abby. Give some details. Yeah, go into it, guys. Who's going to lead this? So if you have not seen the movie yet, go see the movie before you continue on, because we're going to spoil everything. <laughs> Okay. Yes. I think that's a I think that's a big enough warning for everybody, right? All right. Sounds good. So let's sort of like let's sort of break this up. Let's look at let's talk about everyone what you thought, what you liked about the movie, what was the good of the movie. And for me to start off, um, I think when I was looking at it, what I thought the good was is that the twists of the movie were very good. You know, just throughout either like the whole story, you know, the whole he ended up. I mean, it was obviously played out that he was bad and stuff, but there were many opportunities where he was given, you know, the chance 
to be good and to do something good. And he, you know, he even says at that one point, he's like, I want to do good. And so you're thinking, you know, this might happen. But then, you know, obviously in the end, he kills his mom, he, he kills everybody, you know, mm-hmm. like, so like that twist. And then along with other, you know, smaller twists during the movie, when you learn that he can get cut by the stuff that made him other things. I think that there were like good, like tiny little plot things that move the story along. Um, a lot of people like suspected a lot of thing, but also when Kyle, which is the dad, right? Took him into the woods to shoot him. I had like, you know, flashbacks to like the walking dead. Like if you've ever seen that spoilers for the walking dead, like plug your ears. If you know, you don't want to hear cause it's a pretty big part where Carol takes a, what's her face little girl out into the woods and it's like just look at the flowers and like Uh shoots her so i was like flashing back to that and i was really surprised because i thought that he was gonna try and you know work with him see hey let's see what we can do then you know he goes and tries to shoot him i was like good twist i was like well that's really good so i mean yeah uh i thought the horror aspect is really smart i've read a couple of things online that talk about how the superhero horror genre especially this this could be like a kickoff to something really big because as long as they play it right, the superhero horror genre could be a really big thing because like that's like that's honestly a really scary thing. Imagine like in the real world, if all of a sudden you learned that there was some supernatural being, no matter what you think, it's gonna be super scary for you if they're good or if they're bad, just you know, wondering what could happen. And so a lot of people have talked about even not even just a sequel to this, like a lot of different things could happen both in this series and other people could start making more superhero horror movies and so i thought that was a smart move that was something good for me but there's bad parts to it but we'll get to that later what did you guys think like about the movie what did you like about it i liked it i just i I like (laughs) like i said like i give it a b and i think really what i enjoyed about it is first off you like go into this thing it's like the anti-superman right it's like superman's bad and his childhood comes up to like the the era of pubescence right for this kid whereas his mind starts changing because of you know whether it's just the machine that's doing it or whether it's like his body's anatomy or whatever is going through he changes and he can't control like specifically what he's being told by the machine right and so it's like take the earth and that's what he's like designed to do and there's like weird foreshadowing in this like where he's like in the classroom he's like talking about wasps to bees and he's like, oh, yeah, wasps and their, like, kids in. They, like, do all the dirty work and then in come the parents. So, like, what could this expand to? Like, that, at the end of the movie, I was kind of like, well, at the end, I was like, well, where is his real alien family? <laughs> like, I was wondering, like, I was really hoping that there would be something at the end of the film that talked about that, right? Uh-huh, kind of explored it a little bit more. Yeah, like, explored it. And, like, there's a weird <clears throat> ship floating that's, like, the mom is, like, speaking in that weird language and, like, subtitles, like here we come son or something like that (laughs) but like i liked it and i think that the characters too like of the parents i thought those are really like those two had good chemistry as parents and oh yeah i'd buy that too yeah that that scene with them on the couch um i mean there were multiple times it was just the two of them together when they were younger and uh and then again later just talking about him like in the other room and the yeah i thought they did great i think elizabeth banks was easily the good of the movie Elizabeth Banks is amazing. This isn't my favorite movie. Like this is my favorite role she's been in. She'll never. I think she peaked with uh, Thirty Rock because that character was just <laughs> so perfect. She was so funny in that. But no, she was she was great. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, I, I totally agree with you. Thank you for expanding on that because like 
I get lost at words because I just have so uh-huh. much to say, right? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but and I'm trying, I'm trying to hold back here because I think I'm gonna be a little harder on this movie than you guys oh, are. Man. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there's some good like things that we could go hard on. Like to be honest with you, there were some plot holes that like were genuinely like there, and I felt like, like right. So they show him landing as a baby in the spaceship, and then you miss his whole childhood up to eleven, right? And I think that there could have been some defining moments where like the dad is like, wait a second, this kid's weird and not right. And like, you know, I would have liked to have seen more of like when they went out and got him from the spaceship. Right. But they kind of do a little bit of that in like the, the dream that the the guy has where like she like gray goops out or whatever you want to call like black goop coming out of her body. But like, no, I, I think there are a lot of holes but I really think one of the most interesting parts, and I don't know if it's, I feel like that it was unnecessary really or what, but like when he's like flying through the house uh-huh. at the, like near the end and he like blows apart the sheriff. Like I was like, it was a bit much for me. Like he could have like <laughs> pinned him against a tree and like he could have stuck through like a, like a branch or something, right? Like uh-huh. I'm fine with that, but I was like decimated, gone. Like that was weird to me. But, like, the other death of the deputy was fine. Like, I was uh-huh. like, okay, like, that seems more realistic. But there were, yeah, they, I liked it. So they, they did well. Okay, so so the things that I liked about it. Um, number one, I loved, I'm, I'm a big comic book superhero fan. Um, I, I watch and read a ton of that kind of stuff. So I absolutely love the premise. That was the, the best thing that they've done. This this idea of an evil Superman is something that I wanted to see explored in on, on the big screen for a long time. Like the Injustice video game where they make S- Superman the bad guy, mm-hmm. I've never liked Superman more than in that story. <laughs> when he's the freaking bad guy, you know? So I've, I've wanted to see this so bad. And they've done it in the comics where he's like, there's one comic where he lands in, in Russia and he grows up in the Soviet Union or, or over there, you know? And he... And, and it explores that idea of what if he wasn't born in small town Kansas, where would he go? So I was really looking forward to see the, what they would explore with this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think they had, like you were saying, Josh, I think they had like seeds of what I wanted this movie to be um, implanted throughout the whole thing. I just don't think they explored it enough. Like my biggest problem was I wanted it to be, I wanted the... Brightburn. I can't remember what the, the kid's Brandon. name. Brandon. Brandon. Is Brandon B- Briars, right? I, I wanted Brandon to be more, uh, I wanted it to be more of his decision whether or not he was going to go evil. You know, I wanted him to be, and they kind of explored it. Like they had the little fights at school, you know, that he had where he sees the like darkness in humanity and, and little things happen. But overall, I felt like it, what the way that I read it was he turned 12 year old, 12 years old, the spaceship started talking to him and all of a sudden he went evil. And they had 12 years leading up to that where he's this perfect little child. And then all of a sudden, like that, he snaps, you know? I was like, what? No, I wanted it to be his decision where, I mean, where he has that moment where he's like, do I listen to my mom who believes there's good in me? Or do I become this evil supervillain? And they, they, they hinted towards it, like the end of the movie when him and Elizabeth Banks are in the bar, barn and she says, you know, you have good in you. But... To me, the kid acted like, like a, a robot throughout the entire, you know, as soon as he, as soon as he started like uh, going crazy, like it didn't seem like he had a choice to me. It seemed like he has already decided he was just a monster and he was just gonna go his way. So I kind of wanted it to be more of like an exploration of, of like the the Batman story 
um, the Joker mm-hmm. and Batman story, the one bad day, you know? Yeah. The kid's a really good kid, and all of a sudden he starts getting beat up in high school, and all these things start bad start happening to him, and then he decides he's done with this. Humanity um, uh-huh. has no redeeming qualities, and so he's just going to run off and do his thing. So so that that's the thing that bothered me the most. Now, there, like I said, there are good things about this movie. Um, like, it's a fun horror uh it's kind of generic but i felt like there was moments that that made you jump um they didn't really like reinvent the wheel of horror but they stuck those little jumping moments in that i enjoyed i just kind of wish they did a little bit more on it mm-hmm. so that's sort of where i go into like what i disliked about the movie is that i liked the movie very much with its premise with what it was trying to do i just felt sort of we talked about like a pilot episode that it played it too safe at times exactly i felt like i felt like it leaned on hey if this doesn't work the whole like if people say this is stupid this isn't a smart idea we can say oh well you know it's just another horror film and so throughout the whole movie there's constant jump scares and there's extreme gore which is not it's not bad but the thing is that it's just falling back on Mm -hmm. being a stereotypical normal not that good horror movie which it didn't need to do that it was it would have been a lot smarter even if people you know because people still would have bashed it just for where the story was it just didn't need all of those things that a generic horror movie has obviously jump scares throughout it and like some scary things and obviously the gore while he's like discovering this of what inside him what like fuels him but there was just too much of it i didn't i did not like the gore in this movie um, it just looked so fake to me. I, I literally like chuckled out loud <laughs> at the part where they, he gets his face half chopped off in the car, you know, when they, uh, when he drops his, it and his chin's like hanging off. I was just like, out, yeah. yeah, I was like that, that just looks fake to me. Like they're going for the, Oh my gosh factor. But I was just like, corny, you know, like, oh, all right, I see what you're trying to do there, but it just didn't work. I think with that though, and like going into some of this gore that we're talking about, there is one part that I thought was kind of clever, even though it was a little bit weird for yeah. me, was the part when he goes to the restaurant and like, destroys the restaurant and then the glass breaks and it goes into Leia's eye. Like it was kind of interesting like point of view. Like Yeah, that was like cool. that was as much as I didn't like the glass in the eye because I I just had to think <laughs> of stuff. I mean like everybody. No one likes stuff going in their eyes. <laughs> oh I cringe so hard. It it did make it like that cool point of view where it was the red and you couldn't really see who was out yeah, there. Yeah, and very she well. like you had to put her one eye yeah. over. That that was something that I've was never seen before. That was that was interesting. I guess like kind of one thing that I also want to like touch on this we're talking about the gore that was kind of weird is there's like a section of the movie where like the parents discover under his bed like what looks like a stack of porn right like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like there's like some scantily clad women and that's like, like oh entrails, this entrails, looks good entrails. oh i like, like this she's like this is a really weird and then the mom's thing. like oh this is really weird and the dad's like yeah i want some more of this like, <laughs> bloody gut stuff she's like really. she's like is this like normal guy stuff like <laughs> yeah but like some of that was just like really it was kind of like that's off but like i wish so i guess there was hints like like there was hints that the kid wasn't right all there i guess but i guess like i just needed more of that maybe if they would have added just a little bit more of that like showing his backstory leading up to this point that he's never really been this normal kid yeah i mean other than that that scene was there anything else that showed that he wasn't this perfect little kid beforehand so i don't think there was and i think that was part of their point but i don't think it worked because i think that uh a big part of the movie was us trying to get to trying to get us to connect emotionally with the parents because you know Mm -hmm. the whole end part there 
when Kyle is talking and he's like, oh, it's like our son, like we got to do something. Mm -hmm. But the mom's like, no, we can't do something. It's our son and we got to protect him. And you're supposed to like sort of feel that conflict. And so that's part of it where you're sort of supposed to connect emotionally with them and so sort of discover with them. I just, you know, I, I sort of with you where if they did that, but then they also showed us his side where he's doing this like weird stuff, yeah, I, like hiding from his parents. That's what I wanted like, to do. That would have been wanted, a lot smarter. I wanted to connect more with Brandon. His point parents. of view wasn't played out. No. Like that's the weird thing is like, so like the, the real in- interesting thing to me is like, well, why is he interested in human anatomy? Like, why is he so curious? Why does he have pictures of entrails? Why did he butcher that lady and string her up down there? Like. Is that him getting data and sending it back so that his people will know, like, the weak points of humanity? But he was looking at that stuff before he even knew he was an alien. So there's something. I mean, that that had to be the purpose. There's something scene, inside right? him. Yeah. Maybe there's he's just a serial killer. I don't know. Yeah. But but the way that it came off to me was like as soon as the spaceship started talking to him, that's when he went evil. Yeah. I guess I just needed more. I it needed more, flipped. more time with Brandon yeah. to to be able to like see it from his. Well, I, I don't know. Well, here's like a thought too to kind of go along with that. I'm sorry to like cutting one off. No, you're fine. But like, what if he was being trained? What if the spaceship, like, they, the spaceship has been like turning on a little bit and like feeding him as he's aging, right? And then once he hit 11, like, if that's like the prime number on their Earth to, or his world to becoming a but killer. That's exactly machine. what I didn't want this movie to be. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like, I don't want this spaceship talking to him. I want it to be his decision. I want him to be like, no, everyone on Earth sucks except for my mom and even, or except for my parents. And even my parents tried to freaking kill me. So I'm done, you yeah. know, which they, they tried to do. Yeah, I mean, they sort of made that like. I, I guess I'm running that, around in circles here. Sorry. No, but like, no, but that completely makes sense. Is like that you wanted it to be something like that, but then just like even his parents turn against him. And he's like, I'm done. That happened, but it just happened in such a small scale, you know, where it wasn't really his choice throughout the movie. It was more about his parents, which while providing like you know sort of like an emotionally rich like feeling there and like oh I understand and all these things, uh, that wasn't why you went to see the movie. You know, you went yeah. to see this anti-hero horror story that was the main reason that you were there so so something that i read i think one of my favorite like reviews that i read online that explained how i felt really well uh andrea chase killer movie review she said this and i was like that's exactly what i feel she said it's a 20 minute story stretched to feature length with tedious swaths that may have been intended as suspense but instead feel like so much padding to increase the runtime. Because like we said, they didn't explore so many things that they could have. So this movie would have been really good if it mm-hmm. was a short film that was 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Because it had good twists. It had a good overall story. There was just so much that happened. And so little that we actually wanted to happen in there. Yeah. That there was just long periods of time where... I walk- you know, even though there's things happening, it's... Ugh, you know. I walked out of this movie thinking it was a two hour long movie. And I looked at my watch, and I was like, it's only been an hour and a half. Like, I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. There, there were times that felt like there were moments that didn't need to happen. And also, I'm kind of curious how you guys thought about this going into it a little bit. Because it's something I thought about. Like, his little, like, love interest, that girl, right? Uh-huh. Like, Ooh, that was interesting. That story didn't really build out for me. Like, I felt like that was a waste of time, to be honest with you. Like, he, like, thinks this girl's cute. Dad gives him, like, a really watered down like bad version of the birds and the bees right and then it's like mixed with water and mud water and mud like it's just terrible but then he like creeps into her house turns on the love making music essentially and then 
freaks her out, right? And that's mm-hmm. all he does. Like, there's nothing else. Then he kills the mom. And so, like, we're going back to this mom here, right, at the restaurant. But then my mom told me not to talk to you, breaks her hand, yada, 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 you're a pervert, whatever. And then, like, we don't see her anymore after that. Like, there is nothing more about her. Like, why did – like, this is just me, like, ranting a little bit. This is why I didn't like. So, you yeah. like, don't think it's all sunshine and rainbows. I'm like, a bee. Yeah, this yeah. is a great movie. But it's more like – what happened? Why did we waste our time with that? Like, I didn't the, get the it. Only, the only thing that I can see is they were trying to show, like, what I've been talking about. They were, they were trying to show that the reason that he was going to turn into a monster, you know? And maybe it would have worked better if they didn't have the... For me, again, I gotta keep saying this. It just didn't work for me. If you loved the movie, awesome. Like, I want the, I wanted so bad to love this movie. Um, and, and, uh, so I don't know, maybe the more we're talking about it, the more I can like fix these little, like what I thought were plot holes in my head, like with the porn thing that was to connect him or to show that before he was even, you know, as he's grown up, he's different. He's interested in the human body looking inside. And then he meets this girl and the girl think he falls in love with her and the girl turns him down. He's like, Oh crap. You know, like people at school are jerks. They make fun of me. Even the one person who was nice to me, this little girl is mean to me and, and, furthers that disconnect that he has with humanity that i mean that's got to be it right that's got to be why she was in there yeah to like to like prove that like people lay it down or somewhere that your heart yeah. could be broken maybe i don't know and maybe like he's just like a teenage emo kid like i don't know like this is 2005 <laughs> all over again right but like i'm thinking here because like then like there's a point and like this kind of goes in with it like to where like maybe i have a little bit of frustration to discuss with right is he has the aunt who is works at the school as a counselor, and he's uh, supposed I to go into that mandatory counseling, and it was awful. Like she, he's like, oh, he like yeah. talks about being a supreme being, right? And it's like I am the supreme leader, <laughs> pretty much. He's like, I'm gonna own this place, like I'm a higher being, and <laughs> really, his aunt's just like, oh, that's nice, and writes it off, like doesn't be like, and doesn't be it's like, oh, weird. like no follow up questions. She's just no, like, nothing. okay, weirdo, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, she's like, because you're not giving me the answers I'm looking for, I'm telling the sheriff. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. that's like the poorest counseling session ever. Like, that lady should lose her license. Mm -hmm. Like, I know she's an actress, but boo! (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was part of the movie that was just so unnecessary and what we weren't looking for when we were going to the movie. Like, there was, like, a quick something just, like, that sort of gives you a little insight that just focuses on him and what he's thinking about during all this, because... He's not really paying attention to this counseling session, you know. So, I don't know. There's just so much more that we could have done with that. Um, So, we've talked a lot about the stories moving to... And you've talked about Elizabeth Banks, the actor. Casey, the actress. What did you think, Casey, as far as acting? Who was the best and everything like that for you, acting-wise, in the movie? Who stood out for you? So, the kid that played Brandon, I thought he... Like, I've never seen him before, right? I don't know, child actors. I looked him up on IMDb. He was in uh, Endgame for, like, a split second. He was when... Oh, I don't know. Can we talk about spoilers on Endgame? He yeah. Was, he was in a short scene in Endgame. I'll just put it that way. Spoiler for Endgame? His, his face was in, a, like, a split scene, and that was it. Okay. So he's, other like, a that, new he's, actor. He's been in a couple other things, but nothing that I'd recognized. Okay. He, he did good, like, for... For me, like, to be honest with you, like, my favorite, like, throughout the whole movie, Elizabeth Banks and her relationship with the guy. And, like, those two acting made the movie full circle for me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the where I felt sad was be- when his parents died. Because, like, they are finally to a point, like, where they go through, like, 
I don't know if parents are listening or anyone who has a kid or a dog or anything like that where you're like, my dog's perfect, my kid's perfect. And then they, they hit a moment where they're like, crap, my kid really is as good as I thought they were. Like, that was kind of the heartbreak for me is when once they kind of recognize it and they decide I'm going to take action. Like, And they decide this at different points, right, in different parts. Like, dad decided earlier than mom, but once they both kind of got on the same picture, which was after dad was dead, like, there was nothing they could do, right? And mm-hmm. it's it's like... I felt more for them than I did for evil Superman. But like, like I said, I have to give credit to the kid. Like I thought he did pretty good. Like for, you know, I felt he was new and mm-hmm. it turns out he really was. So that's, that's, that's my take on it. But also like the sheriff's deputy was super into her role. Like, I don't know if anyone else really knows it, but she did great. <laughs> Just like a small role. Like she was in like maybe four scenes really and maybe even less maybe she like two but i i enjoyed it like she like like for all of her scenes like she was committed her acting was in full and so there you have it the sheriff's deputy <laughs> stole <everyone>. the movie <laughs> that's part of the whole thing <laughs> no but yeah that's that's just just for me like the parents brandon the sheriff's deputy uh-huh. yeah of course and so i'm not against that at all and people might call me crazy that i say that elizabeth banks wasn't the best one i thought she was amazing and she's like you know like right there like just barely below the number one spot and i thought it was weird like i i questioned myself over this i'm like oh my gosh is it just because like just because you love the office so much you've seen it but when i watched it i i resonated so hard and i felt so much emotion i was almost surprised from david denman's performance when i was watching him and when he was going through this process of understanding as much as I hate it, my kid is evil. Like, this isn't my kid. It actually came from outer space, and he's evil, and this sucks, but, like, we have to do something or the Earth is going to suffer, like, the entire planet. And so just watching him go through this, because he sort of came about it a more natural way, like, Elizabeth Banks, her character, it was, you know, we talked about it, how it happened at different places. Her sort of happened at the end, you know, when... Brandon calls her on the cell phone. She's in the house, and then he just starts destroying the house. She's like, "All right, like." Can I interject? She finds out her husband's dead. Exactly. Yeah. Can I interject on this? Because this is something we haven't talked about, and I think it goes along with this guy's performance. Though, is there's like parts where he's like out drinking with his buddies, like kind of like going through all this, where you see his actual emotions change. Like the love is changing. Like when Brandon scares the chickens, he like breaks the girl's hand. Then he's out with his friends talking about his son being a little off, and then. Like, all this stuff kind of plays into it, and he, like, when he goes in and finds the bloody shirt and stuff like that, right? He mm-hmm. he really did well, so I, I, I guess kudos to that. Like, really good good call out there. Sorry to interject. I no, I did love, just that. like, that's what I'm saying, is yeah. that I did love Elizabeth Manks, and she did amazing. Like, that whole relationship between them and her not wanting to give it up, but near the end, trying to understand, like, you know, that she had to kill him for the good of everyone. Amazing very good just for me it was a little bit more david Deadman, which you know not to like move away from the acting but just something that i read online in one of the original versions of the script they actually went that route they actually had her kill him and that was like one of like the original scripts and i'm like i am so glad yeah. they did not do that oh yeah that would have been like i would have said guys let's do a different movie for our podcast i will watch a different movie because that would be so bad because that's like the whole that's like why this 
that's why we're having this is because it's so like the anti-superhero he had to win because I talked to someone else, one of my friends who had seen it and they're like, Oh yeah. Like so crazy that, you know, he won at the end, like, and he's just bad. I'm like, that's like, it had to be that way. Mm -hmm. It could not be any other way and be a good movie. Mm -hmm. That's just, yeah. Um, I guess I'll get back around to my good now. <laughs> now that we're Sorry, clear, I went like no, no, full circle. This, and and that's not saying anything against you guys. This is my my bad. I just didn't really. I just kind of went off a, a schedule, I guess, or, or whatever. <laughs> my, just went straight to my, the bad. My good of this movie, like I started with, I love the idea of it. I loved the ending of it. If if they would have done that, where he died and that would have been the end of the movie and nothing else would have happened then we wouldn't have got that uh is, is it michael rooker is that his name mm -hmm. yeah if we wouldn't have got that michael rooker scene at the during the end credits where it sets up the expanded universe that got me so excited oh with uh woody harrelson is that who it is yeah. woody harrelson, woody harrelson right? it's woody harrelson i think i told you the wrong thing like isn't it? Wait, when when did Woody Harrelson show? At the end, like he's the guy who's like crazy, right? Like, no, at the end. no, it was Rooker. It was the guy was who Rooker? plays uh, Yondu. Yeah. Oh my bad. That's not Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that's right. I just saw him. I, I don't remember. Oh his no, first it's definitely name. Michael Rooker. It's, yeah, Michael, it is my Michael Rooker. Rooker. Yes. We, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. Google's confirmed that you are right and we are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, him. The, I love him. The good of this movie, the idea, awesome. Fell short in some ways. Still is fine. Like I, I, I probably wouldn't recommend you go see it in theaters. But like, I mean, I mean, support all movies. You know, whatever. Da 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 da. But if <laughs> you're gonna go see something, I, I'd say go see something other than this. <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, my favorite part in the entire movie, and I kind of get this when I watch Marvel movies and DC movies too, is what comes next. You know, and and I loved the marketing for this movie, building up to it. Evil Superman. We're gonna see this. This is gonna be awesome. And then this movie ends. With Michael Rooker playing a YouTube conspiracy theorist, <laughs> talking about we need to open our eyes. We got this little kid out in Kansas flying around killing people, and then he talks about the the sea monster who flipped a boat out in the ocean and a witch who's over here strangling people with a lasso. And I got so excited, like that's what I want to see. Like I want to see this anti Justice League come together and destroy the world. As sad as that sounds, like. <laughs> I think that would be so much fun to see all of these characters. And this is why, okay, so I take it back. Go see this movie so that I can get my anti-Justice League movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Support do this that. movie so that I can get my evil Aquaman and my evil Batman and my evil Wonder Woman and then I come together and fight some form of good Justice League. I don't oh know, gosh, you I'm know? like so excited right now. My heart is racing. I'm thinking about all of this. <laughs> That's what I want so bad, like... So, so yeah, as, as much as this movie didn't work for me, like, there's potential for more, and that's why I brought up the question earlier. Do you think that it's going to be successful, you know? It, it, it kind of shot under budget. It made its money back. It's made a little bit more than its money. Do you think that there's enough buzz around it, surrounding it, that we will get that in the future? I still hope yes. Like, really, <laughs> I want it to happen. Like, like this anti-Justice League idea, like, if we can get, like, and like I hate to say it, like even if we don't get full circle to like an anti Justice League film or whatever they yeah. make it, like as long as we get to see evil Their Aquaman, standalone movies, yeah, yeah, like these standalone movies, like that would be tight mm -hmm. and it would be super cool. And also, just do it so that we can get these movies. That's like that's how I feel, guys. Like really. And I feel like like we talked about earlier in the show, this is like their pilot run at it. Yeah. From what the reviews say, they'll learn from it. 
and hopefully they will be able to come back with something else and they'll fix it like like i said before i think that it could take off if they do it right and they can do it right Mm -hmm. i believe they can so some final thoughts for me about the movie at least i you know even though there was so many things that i thought that could have been improved i overall positive i would say you know if you've got the money, just like a little extra, oh, it's Tuesday night, let's go like see a you know $5 film somewhere really quick, I would say go see it. I like it. I feel like the reviews are pretty reflective of what it is, you know, like 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, 67% audience score. Like, that's like about what it is, you know? Like, you got like, you know, 56%, like more than half are like, hey, yeah, like this is a good movie, they do smart things. And like two thirds of audience people are like, hey, yeah, even if it wasn't amazing, I liked it, so I feel like it's a good thing. Um, it's not for everybody, but it's for that. I did want to mention one thing. Sorry, I don't want to like get into this when we're like wrapping up, but it was something I was thinking about all week because while I was watching the movie, there were a few times where you see that the red blanket show up, right? That he mm-hmm. makes his mask out of, oh, and so yes, I was yes, wondering, yes. like, I had asked this. I'm like, what is that? Like, is that supposed to mean anything? Like, or is it just there? Like, what's going on with that? And so I was thinking about it all week and so it was actually today that i finally came up with a conclusion i don't want to say like a conclusion i'm not saying hey like this is what it is but for me the blanket the red blanket sort of just represents his origin his his evil like who he really is just like him and sinister um so it's red just like you know like the light from his spacecraft just like sort of showing that he's from there but then it also only appears sorry it also only appears, I'm just like thinking really deeply right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. So it only appears, like at least that I remember. Like I've only seen it the one time. In times, it's like really where evil things happen. So for example, it appears in Kyle's nightmare, the dad's nightmare, when he goes back and he sees when they first found him. The mom has him and she has him cradled and he's wrapped in that blanket. So it's either that they brought it from her house and wrapped it in it or he came in that. I don't know, but that just represents the first moment they saw him. It was there. So like sort of his origin, like when they first found him. And then um, also it appears on his bed when the ship first starts to call him and he starts speaking in the weird language and he first jumps out the window and does something that we actually, even though we don't see him, we just hear the window crash, that he does something that's actual, actually, you know, with superpowers. Mm -hmm. Like that's not just being a regular kid. And then of course, when he's the villain, he makes the mask out of it, right? And so every single time that he's doing something evil, that red blanket is involved throughout the film. And so I just, it was for me, I like sort of recognize, I'm like, hey, that's like, every time you see that, you know, it's the bad. This guy's not here. He's not just, you know, here on earth to be another kid. He's here for a mission to do something evil. And so that just popped up through the film. And I was like, hey, all in all, the blanket's just a symbol in the movie that he's actually evil. Evil is imminent and... It's on the brink to escape from Brandon, and he's going to destroy the world, which I loved. Casey, last thoughts. My final thoughts on the film is most definitely, like, needs improvement. Like, Tim Allen could come in, give this some home improvement, and we could make a whole series (laughs) on it, right? But, like, being honest, like, it's a good enough movie that I would recommend to people, and I have. Like, I'm not afraid to say that. I told people you should go see this so we can have a discussion about it because it's worth having a discussion about. Uh, definitely. But it's it's most definitely one where if you're like on the fence about it and you read the you see the previews and you read a little bit of it and you're like, eh, 
just wait for Redbox. It'll probably save you some money and probably, you know, you can watch it from the comfort of your home behind your phone screen at that point. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, like, discourage people from seeing this because I really would like to see more of the extended universe. Like, that's me is, like, kind of like you guys said, pilot episode what more can we do with it in this world? So we mm-hmm. need the funding to do it. Like, if I have to start a Kickstarter, a GoFundMe page, like yeah. <laughs> to get the next movie made, I'll try it out just for this one. But no, like for me, I think, yeah, like I, I liked it. Like you said, like it for me, it really worked out. I just said for me three times, by the way, guys, like in a row. I, I just really enjoyed it. So I would say like needs improvement, like I said, but mm-hmm. works. Yeah. And I agree. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend it. I would say go see it on cheap night. But like I said, I, I kind of got bored. Uh, I wanted it to be better. I wanted it to be something that it wasn't. And I think that's my problem. So There's also so many other movies right now. Yeah, right? there's Coming just into the so, summer, many, just... so many options. I want sequels, though, so go see it. But don't 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 be don't expect to be blown out of the water. And don't blame us and try to send us a bill if you didn't like it. Like <laughs> we're not covering that. No, like and that's you. the thing is, I hope people like it because, yeah. like I said, I wanted to like it. I hope you like it. Like if you like it, awesome. Spread it. You know, <laughs> let's get that sequel that that's better. So there you have it, folks. You have two and a half out of three of us recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like going into that, like like. Kind of like the two and a half of us recommend it. Um, but yeah, like if you decide to go see Brightburn, give us your feedback on it. Comment below, like, you know, in the comments and let us know how you feel about it. If you're like A plus, great. Tell us why. If you're like fail, let us know because discussion is really what's going to help us improve and build upon, you know, yeah, these, and these 100%. Things. I find myself liking this movie a little more after talking to you guys about it. Yes. Because, like, I walked out pretty down on it. All weekend or all week, I haven't even thought twice about it, <laughs> but it was fun talking about it. Like I said, I love the idea, yeah. so you know I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. What's going on in the coming week? Anything big coming out that you're excited to see in like the next week that you're gonna uh, get the theater for? I thought about going to see Godzilla. Um, we'll see if I end up making it. Uh, I've been really wanting to watch Star Wars Episode Three for some reason. So I might just stay home and watch Star Wars Episode Three. All right. I know very specific, right? I don't know. I've just been chosen for some Star Wars lately. Star Wars Episode Three. I want to see some lightsaber battles. I love it. Isn't that like Attack of the Clones? Is that no? It's a Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. So you're talking the original trilogy? Yeah, original. Okay, I was no, 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 no. Prequel trilogy. Oh, prequel trilogy. Episode Three. Episode Three. Oh wait, so it can go into the dark side. Attack of the Clones, and then Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Sith, Sith, right? Okay, so you're talking the best lightsaber battle of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. But we can talk about that another time. Yeah. But yeah, I like that one. But yeah, what about you, Josh? Like, what's going on in the coming for you, film-wise? So I've been thinking about, you know, a few things, because I've seen a few things at home, you know, that are sort of older, but I was sort of on the fence about it. I didn't know what to do, but Rocket Man has been getting really oh. good reviews. Does that come out this weekend? Yeah, that comes Ooh. out... Is it already out? I think, I think it's already out Friday, think, isn't it? I think it came out, come out last like week. Past, I don't know, actually. Let me yeah. Google it right now. Let me check it real quick. Either way, it's getting really good reviews. Um, and I'm pretty excited about it because people are talking a lot about it, saying that, hey, this is you know exactly what we wanted to see from you know, the Elton John movie. So I don't know. I'm thinking about that. I did want to see Godzilla just because 
you know, it gets its reviews and people are like, oh, this or that. But then there's also the reviews that say, hey, man, like if you want to see a ton of big monsters fight each other, you're going to see it. Exactly. And that's where (laughs) I'm at. If I'm going to see Godzilla, I'm going to see it on the big screen or I'm not going to see it. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty pointless to watch at your house because, I mean, then it's just there's no like real big content or any deep story. Mm -hmm. But you can see some pretty cool effects and Mm -hmm. some monsters kill each other. Well, you can't see anything. I'm not going to go to the movie theater this week. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am only going to sit at home and watch two series. First off is Good Omens. or Yeah, Good Omens. I don't know if you guys know about yeah. that. It's no game. Oh, it's been film. good reviews. And it is good. awesome. We watched the first two episodes the other night, and my wife has been... I've been trying to get her to read the book because I like it so much. It's, it's one I've read every year for like three years now. So I guess three times now, whatever. But it's so good. And the the... Like the series is translating very well. Like it's there have been a couple of times where I'm like, I don't know if I can get behind this. Like, and it wasn't like because it was bad. It was because I felt like there were some things out of sequence, but they they made it work and they're making it work. So no more spoilers on that one. But then also I'm gonna finish Chernobyl this week, which is now gonna be the highest rated series on IMDb. The finale just came out tonight, so I don't even know what's gonna happen. But I'm gonna try binging that over the week so i'm gonna try watching two series i guess by the time we see each other next no but i'm gonna use it while i'm doing the stair climber you know i'm prepping to hike some mountains this summer you know so mm-hmm. trying to get that going but yeah that's that's me that's what's really going on with me as far as we go. and so what are we watching to discuss next week we we're kind of debating this right we're like i don't we did we get a final decision we're either gonna watch spider-man into the spider-verse or spider-man homecoming um which one so I think we're gonna go. We can we can talk about this, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna go with Spider-Man: Homecoming because but still, somehow it's, it's written in stone. Boom, it's if, done. If you wanna if you wanna watch this before the podcast next week, we're gonna Spider-Man watch Spider-Man: Homecoming. Homecoming. Casey, our man here, for some reason, you know, <laughs> lover of Marvel movies, has not seen it. So we're gonna get Casey's first reaction, and then Vince's and I's reactions after seeing it again seeing what we like nitpicking it a little bit more going into it see our man tom holland on the screen i'm excited i'm like i'm really excited about this guys i i want to see it and so whether i see it with one of you two or i watch it by myself with my wife who by with my wife or by myself i'm game for either one like to be honest with you i'm just excited so yeah let's call it uh spider-man homecoming next week Tune in if you want to hear our feedback on that one. As most of you have probably already seen it, I'm a late to the party kind of guy with this. But anything else before we close out, guys? Nope. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pause Rewind Play.